Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and shortly we will be starting our next episode. We will be providing you tools, resources, and information that you can use to make your life just a little bit better. But before we do that, let's honor our country, and then we'll begin the podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and today we have another special guest that will be talking about mental health and wellness. Uh, His name is Ben Turney, and he is with Mission Partners Services in Tyler, Texas. So he is a neighbor of mine. He's real close to where I live, and uh, we're really glad to, to have him on the episode and podcast with us today. Welcome, Ben. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. I appreciate Thank you, you uh, agreeing to being on the podcast. And first of all, let's start off with, um, you know, my podcast is very casual. It's more of a conversation than it is, any, you know, it, it's not a tutorial. Uh, it's not just, you know, it's not just uh, questions. You know, it's not just Q&A. Uh, it's okay. best if we just have a conversation. So tell us a little bit about Mission Partners Services, and what do you do uh, in and around the Tyler, Texas market? Okay. Well, Mission Partner Services is it's a mental health clinic where we provide what's referred to as intensive outpatient treatment. And essentially uh, what that is, is that's kind of a level of care that's between being hospitalized, inpatient, and seeing an individual therapist. So what it does is it provides intensive treatment uh, for folks that are really struggling, uh, primarily with with mood issues, things like depression, anxiety, grief, trauma. And those situations have gotten them to a spot to where they're not functioning very well. So, you know, maybe in the case where somebody has been actively suicidal or out of control and needed some kind of acute treatment in an inpatient setting, well, they'll go and they'll get stabilized there. But all those situations that took them to that spot are still there. And so what ideally would happen is somebody would leave an inpatient setting and come to us and learn some skills and some tools and ways of dealing with things so that they can handle 
those stressors a little bit better. And then on the flip side of that, if somebody's seeing an individual therapist and their situation is worsening, they're not getting any better, well, then we're kind of a step up. So to prevent somebody from needing to be in the hospital, they can come to us and they can learn those skills and tools again, uh, just to kind of deal with things, you know, life skills, life lessons, coping skills, coping tools, just to kind of learn how to focus on, on what's good, on what they can do. And so they can get back to functioning better. That's, that's kind of our role is to help folks get back into, into life. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as, you know, this podcast, uh, it is geared towards veterans and their family members. Right. It it sounds like um, you're kind of the next step there. I, you know, I meet a lot of people that have been in therapy. Uh, They've been in therapy or they they've had a counselor uh, for, for a lot of their life. Uh, Some people that I've spoken with have been in therapy their whole life. And um, to me, I think, you know, if, if I understand you correctly, your services is, is kind of beyond that. When, right. when just one-on-one therapy is really not enough, you guys kind of take it to another level. Correct. And, and you do it in a collaborative or, or in a group setting, which, which introduces the aspect of camaraderie and relatability. Can you talk right. a little bit about that? Because I think that's a real important aspect of what you do. Well, if, if, if anybody has ever been to, to school or to college, uh, you realize that there's things that you don't know. And, you know, you realize that there's things that you wish you did know. And the skills that we provide are those, those life skills that maybe you've never learned at home or in skill or in school or in, or in church or anything like that. And the benefit of the group is that you get the, that peer support. And you have an opportunity to talk about your issues, problems, struggles in a way that you never have before. You know, seeing an individual therapist is is great. It's a great way to just to kind of unload. But what we do that's a little bit different is we do a lot of education. And so, and we also provide a lot of support and we have a lot of structure. So the benefit of that is, is, you know, our program, it's three days a week for three hours a day. And so that it essentially, it kind of forces somebody to get out of bed. And as some, you know, that and one of those symptoms of depression is not wanting to get out of bed. And so they, you know, they have a place to go. They have a place where they can be around other folks and they have a place where they can learn. And so the benefit of having the other group members is, you know, people realize that there's other folks out there struggling, but on a second page is one person in the group may have been struggling with this issue for a long time. The second person in the group may be totally brand new to it. And so that person that's been struggling with a long time can help that younger person and kind of teach them some ways of looking at things different and maybe helping that younger person avoid those pitfalls and avoid those behaviors that just do not work. You know, the therapist can do so much, but real life experiences is different. Uh, So it's that combination of that education, 
plus experiential opportunities helps the new folks. And that so that it really helps the older folks realize that maybe some of the things that they've been struggling with, maybe it was for a purpose. And, you know, maybe they realize that, you know, they've done some things wrong. Maybe they've done some things right. And, you know, it's kind of a, a way of, of helping themselves as well. And then, you know, the new folks that have never struggled with this before, they realize, hey, there's a whole room full of people that, you know, are, are struggling. And, it, and it's okay. I know that these people have gotten better. And so they realize that, that with help, with treatment, that they can get better. And so that, that's kind of the, the benefit of that is the structure, the support, and the education mm-hmm. really works in a group setting. Yes. When, when it comes to veterans, structure is kind of a, uh, it's kind of a red flag for veterans. I mean, that's real important. Right. Um, the transition from, from a military lifestyle, which is extremely structured and extremely organized and you can, you pretty much, you know, count on your day. You, 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 you know what to expect. Um, when they make the transition from military life to civilian life, the lack of structure in the civilian world is very disheartening and very disturbing to a, right. to a lot of the vets that, you know, that I speak with and that I work with. Um, that, that structure, that mission that uh, that game plan um, all tied into a team, you know, a group of people moving forward together uh, with, with a common goal. Uh, in right. your case, the common goal would be for everyone to get bit better and get stronger. Right. And right. so, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's, it's a, uh, it's a great approach. Uh, it is, it is something um, where I think my listeners uh, whether they be a family member of a veteran or or a veteran, um, you know they may listen to this and say, "Oh, I've been in ther- I've been in therapy for years. Uh, I've had multiple therapists. You know, no one's going to you know help me with these issues because no one's been able to crack me. You know, I'm a hard nut to crack type of thing." Okay. And um, I want the listeners to understand that this is this is this is different. And it is. Yeah, it's 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 a different approach, and it provides you not only a support net, but there's a whole level of relatability, uh, and and that gives you know people security if if there's other people that can relate to them, um, right. and I think group sessions are are extremely beneficial. Um, when it comes to veterans now, when we've talked we talked before the podcast. Um, do you, do you have a background working with veterans? Somewhat. Uh, I worked at a, at a local psychiatric hospital and we provided, you know, a lot of treatment to a a variety of folks, Mm -hmm. but definitely one of the populations that we had was both active military, retired military, or just got out military. Uh, So, yeah, we, we've had several, uh, you know, clients, individuals, patients that, that came through the program that, you know, they had learned one way of dealing with things, you know, one way of, de- of dealing with, with stressors and pressures. And then, like you said, once they got out of that world where there was more than one way of dealing with things, you know, it kind of threw them for a loop. 
And so they were able to come in and realize, hey, there is more than one way, you know, and and so, uh, you know, the, the, the military men and women that we saw, it was kind of kind of nice to get get them, like you said, better because some of them would come in kind of apprehensive towards treatment. You know, uh, sometimes it was kind of forced upon them. You know, their spouse said, hey, you're going to have to get some help or I'm I'm out of here mm-hmm. or their job said, look, you're, you're not performing the way that you need to be performing or, you know, in the worst case scenario, they've gone with substance abuse, you know, they, they've started drinking or using street drugs or, you know, even human prescription drugs to kind of cope with things. And they've realized, Hey, wait a minute. I, I don't have to do it this way. There's, there's other ways of, of improving my life so that I can have an improved life so that I can transform. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what we pro- provided and what we can, you know, continue to provide is just kind of ways of, of looking at things differently. Not that the way that the military was wrong, but there may be more than one way, you know, the whole more than one way to skin a cat, you know, cliche is there. So what we do is we, is we give those op- men and women, those opportunities to try things. And that's the beauty of our, of our program is that you come in for a few hours a day, but then you get to go home or maybe you get to go back to work or you're around your kids, you're around your spouse, you're still around those, those stressors and those pressures. And so you have a chance to practice. And if, if what you tried that one time is successful, great. And then keep doing it. But if you go home and, you know, you, you tried one of those certain skills with your spouse and it just was a complete flop. You didn't, you you didn't do it right or whatever. Then the next time that you come in, you can talk about, Hey, that didn't work. Well, then you can learn a new technique. And so it's, it's kind of a, a constant build. And so maybe that technique that didn't work the first time, it may work the 10th time. And so it's, it's just kind of a way to kind of build this, this really it's a tool belt mm-hmm. of life giving and life saving skills to help folks transition and to transform so that they can be that better spouse, that better parent, that better employee, that better community member. And so that's, that's, that's kind of our goal uh, is to help these folks that, you know, maybe they, they've been so tunnel vision and how to deal with things and, you know, that tunnel vision has almost come to a dead end. And so what we uh, allow these folks to do is to kind of open up and say, Hey, there's, there's all these different roads that we can go down and, you know, not all of them has to be bad. And so it's, it's a healthy way. And, Mm -hmm. and so with with military folks, like you said, you know, the camaraderie, the, the group processing, the, just the kind of the, the learning different ways and being able to identify what those triggers are, um, you know, sometimes people just don't know, but, you know, get, getting those healthy, healthy ways of dealing with things. That's, that's what we want is we want to help, help those folks transform to getting back to who they want to be. You, you mentioned a tool belt. Uh, I could, I could equate a tool belt to a rucksack uh, for, you know, for our military vets uh, listening. Um, our rucksack is 
basically our life on our back and uh, and all of the things that we need to protect us and all of our um, security kind of lies in that rucksack. And uh, and and when it's full, you know, we, we put the most important things, uh, uh, tools and uh, and and things to, to keep warm and, you know, to be safe uh, and then some comfort, you know, comfort items as well in the rucksack. Um, so the rucksack is, uh, you know, uh, guys, just look at your rucksack um, when you when you're listening to Ben as this is. Uh, this is a way to get your tools and, and get your, uh, your comfort food and the things that keep you safe. Um, you know, uh, let, you know, they can help you fill your rucksack and so that you're prepared for, for whatever you may, you know, encounter in life. So, uh, just to kind of put a military spin on it, uh, the rucksack or tool belt is a, is a, is a great analogy. Um, the question that popped into my head while I was listening to you is the veterans that you dealt with um, when you were, you said you were working in a psychiatric, was it a psychiatric? Um, it's a hospital. A hospital. Okay. And the veterans that you encountered, was there any reoccurring issue that you saw that, that kept coming back and that you saw repeated? in the veterans that, that you, that you met with, you know, that you spoke with? Well, some of the, some of the, some of the guys and, and the gals that we had that came through, you know, PTSD is very prevalent. And the, those folks that were kind of struggling with it, you know, that they had the nightmares, they had the, the feelings, they had the insecurities, you know, once they got back, you know, from their deployment, you know, they, they really didn't know what was safe and what was not safe. You know, they, you know, they would see mm-hmm. things that maybe uh, reminded them of an unsafe situation and uh, were kind of unsure. And it, it took some time to kind of help them realize that, you know, sometimes a, a, a trash bag on the side of the road is just a trash bag on the side of the road. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's nothing more than that. And, and getting them to, to realize that, that um, there are some bad things in the world. There's bad people, there's bad situations, there's evil in the world, but not everything is evil. Not everything is bad and not everything is out to get you. And so, uh, a lot of times it was a defensiveness. You know, they were reluctant. They were, um, lack of a better word, kind of scared, you know, because they were, right. they were in a situation where they weren't trained how to deal with it. And, you know, you, you don't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a particular guy that came through army medic for 11 years, came back home. His wife said, You've been gone too long. I don't want to be married anymore. They didn't teach him how to deal with that in the, in the military. And, and so he had to learn how to live life, you know, without his wife and without getting to see his son and without drinking all the time. Cause that's what he went to first. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, nobody loves me, you know, if at all, let me just drink. 
and and he knew it wasn't good. You know, he got to a place to where it it, it wasn't good. So, yeah, and, you know, the men and women they get into these situations frequently that you were never trained how to deal with, how to cope with. You know, right now the pandemic, nobody ever trained us how to be in a pandemic, and we, nobody right. ever, you know, nobody ever coached us or trained us how to work from home or how to isolate or how to mask up all the time. And so there's all these scenarios that just happen in everyday lives with grief, you know, loss of your buddy, loss of your spouse, loss of the camaraderie. You know, they don't teach you that, you know, they they don't teach you that in the military. They don't teach you that school. They don't teach you that in life. Right. But life still happens. You know, Mm -hmm. those situations still happen. (laughs) And so you got to learn how to deal with it. And that's, and that's what we, we love to do. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of our mission is to, is to help these, these, anybody, you know, military or civilian. When they, once they get into these situations, you know, there, there are some different ways to thinking about things and there are some better ways to think about things. And there are some healthy ways to, to deal with things. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this constant rock, you know, on your shoulders the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's deal with a, a manageable rucksack. Right. You know, don't, right. Don't, you know, don't, don't tie a, a, a washer and dryer to your back just because you need it. You know, there's, you know, th- there's ways of, of lightening your load and there's ways of, of, of dealing with things as they come. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're hoping to do. That's uh, that's uh, good stuff. That's uh that's terrific advice. And, you know, we've covered a lot. Uh, we're going to jump to break and take a short sponsor break. When we get back uh, in part two of this episode, um, I believe this is episode 42, 42. And uh, when we get back from the break, I wanted to just, um, I had a question about the PTSD aspect. And then I want to get into some details about what you do at Mission Partner Services, how people can get involved, um, insurance, the cost and things of that nature. So uh, just bear with me uh, and and stay on the line with me, Ben. Uh, And we're going to take a short break, folks, and we'll be right back shortly. Welcome our new sponsor, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say, thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. We have been speaking with Ben Turney. He is with Mission Partners Services in Tyler, Texas, and they are a, me- a mental health wellness clinic, is my understanding. And uh, Ben has given us just some really great information in the first uh, first part. So we're going to jump into part two of episode 42. And um, we left off, you were talking about PTSD right. and something that that we talked about out there is when it comes to PTSD, do you or 
or do you approach it from an element of fear and 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 paranoia? Uh, is that something that you do in, in in your group setting to try to to try to el- eliminate that fear or to or to dilute the paranoia? Uh, and, and and you know how do you approach that when it when it comes to the over the overreaching, uh, all-encompassing fear and anxiety that is associated with that, with the PTSD? Okay. Well, you know, those, the fear, the paranoia, the anxiety are all just symptoms of a bigger picture. So what we do is we do, you know, a little bit of symptom management, but if you can work on the, the, the big, picture, then sometimes those, those smaller things kind of resolve themselves. But that's the beauty of, again, the, the intensive part, you know, the, I mean, you're looking at nine hours of therapy a week. It's like a part-time job. <laughs> and so you have those opportunities to address those symptoms. You know, I know, you know, we kind of talked about earlier about individual therapy. You may go for 45 minutes once a week or once every two weeks, that's not very long. So you don't have a whole lot of opportunities to kind of, to kind of delve into things. Well, when you're looking at three hours a day, you have those opportunities to kind of touch on a variety of topics. And so, yes, we, we do address the paranoia. We do address the anxieties. We do address the, the fear. We do address all those, those stressors because we know that that's on the people's minds and hearts and their spirits. And they need a, a, an opportunity not to be so fearful. And so that, again, that's just kind of the beauty of, of the intensive part of it is if you don't get it that first three hours, or maybe you forgot about it or the, the group topic maybe wasn't specific, you know, towards and you know, your particular anxiety, well, the next day you're going to come in, you're very well made, you know, and if it doesn't even happen that, and then the third day that you come in, you know, you're going to have another three hours. So, I mean, you know, and that's just, the, that's one thing I really like about, you know, the nine hours of therapy a week. I don't know if, if you think about that, that's, that's, that's just in a week. So in a month, you're getting 36 hours of treatment. And mo- for most people, that's how much they get in a year. And so, you know, it's thinking about if you had an opportunity to, you know, combine a year's worth of treatment into a month, you know, you're, you're going to have, you're going to, you're, you're, one, you're going to realize that it's there. So you're not going to forget, you know, if, you know, if you forget to talk about something with your therapist, well, you know, in the three hours time, you're going to have that opportunity to come right back and, and, and address those things. So as the fear happens, as the paranoia happens, then you you learn that hey this is real and this is a part of who i am but this does not have to be who i choose to be you know it's it's one of those experiences that you know you, you can't change it you can't get over it you know there's there's no way to just well okay just forget about it but you can move on you know, I've heard, you know, you know, the, the, an ugly phrase is, well, just get over it. And we know that that's, that's impossible. You know, you cannot just get over something, but you can 
progress through it and you can progress past it even even more importantly and keep going on because you know your experiences create who you are and you and you know you you don't want to take away you know part of who you are because it's it's something that can kind of help you you know even in in civilian life mm-hmm. and so it's we we take that and kind of like what you said earlier is you have a chance to to unwind you know if you've ever taken apart a a, a golf ball or a baseball you know behind that high there's this this long continuous rubber band and then until you get to a solid core and so that's kind of what we focus on is trying to is trying to help those folks unwind and find those things that that are beneficial and maybe helping them replace the non-beneficial thinking with something that's uh, a little bit healthier but that you know that 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 paranoia that anxiety it's still going to be there but how you deal with it is kind of our goal is mm-hmm. to kind of help you move move through it and move past it and hopefully you know make things a little bit easier for you mm-hmm. it's kind of what we want well something that something that I tell my clients uh it, it, instead of get over it something I tell them to to say as a mantra is stand over it S- stand over it and 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 you control it it doesn't control you. And that's, that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's a hard step. That's a hard step to take a hundred percent responsibility for it and say, this is my stuff, but I, I will take care of it, you know, and stand over it, own it and, uh, and, and control, you know, which way it takes you. Um, but you have to make that decision to do that, you know? So, uh, standing over it, uh, not in a negative way, not in an intimidating way, but stand over it uh, where, where you put yourself in a, in a strong place and you, and you control uh, where, it, where it goes or doesn't, you know? So that's, that's just something that I, that I share uh, with them. Just, it, it's one of those little tricks to, to change the thinking, change the perspective. And, uh, you know, and it does help obviously, but um, right. you know, from, from, uh, from my feedback that I've gotten, it's, uh, it's helped quite a bit, but w- when you say it's nine, it's nine hours a week, 36 hours a month, tell the listeners how, how long is the program or is that up to each individual on how, how long they stay in the program? Well, it, it is individual now for the, you know, I've been, I did case management for 18 years. And so I saw, several people, you know, come through. And what we found out is four weeks is kind of a good, comfortable, you know, level of care. You know, usually after about four weeks, most people have, have gotten, you know, one, they've gotten 36 different topics. <laughs> and so, and they've had, you know, a month's worth of being able to practice. And so it, it's, you know, four weeks is kind of a good, comfortable spot, a good kind of transition spot. Now, some people, you know, they don't need quite as much. They, they catch on a whole lot faster. They're practicing it more. They get a bit better. You know, maybe three weeks may work for some folks. Some folks are a little bit slower learning. That's okay. You know, you know even five or even up to six weeks. Now, we, we do know 
that kind of at the six week point is really kind of diminishing returns mm-hmm. because what we want folks to do is to be able to stand on their own. After about the six week point, we have found, and we've only had a handful of them. Once you get past that six week point, treatment kind of starts becoming a crutch. And then then it starts becoming unhealthy. And so uh, not that it's not necessary and not that they don't benefit, but once you've kind of heard the same topics several times and it's, and you're still not doing it, then, you know, this level of care, it's, it's just not working for you. You know, you try something three, four, five, six times and, you know, either, and it just doesn't work, you know, over, over time, you, know, you, you got to try a different approach. Mm-hmm. So we, we shoot for about four weeks. Yeah. That's, that, that's weeks. why I don't, uh, I'm not a big believer in the lifetime therapy. Yeah. Uh, the lifetime therapy uh, and or prescriptions, you know, medications, right. long-term uh, therapy, counseling, long-term, um, you know, like you just said, uh, it, it does become very counterproductive and right. um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a retrograde scenario. And uh, uh, I mean, I personally have had family members that have, have, you know, been in uh, that weekly session for many, many years and, uh, and they just went further, further backwards the right. longer they were in it. And so, uh, you know, I think it says a lot about the program and, uh, I think your program is far more proactive. And if you, you know, your goal is four weeks is, a, is, is normal, you know, but you're setting up expectations for people. that's like, this is going to work you will get better. You right. will feel better about yourself and you're putting a time frame on it. Right. If it takes them six weeks, that's fine. If they get it in two, that's great. But you're not advocating that they, you know, visit your clinic for the rest of their lives. You know, oh, it's right. not, it's not a life sentence. And I think, right. especially when it comes to veterans, um, it, it doesn't have to go on for the rest of their lives, you know, uh, and because that's exhausting, that's mentally and spiritually exhausting to, oh, absolutely. to, to look at that. And, uh, you know, that along with, with prescriptions, um, we're, <clears throat> I have so many questions in my head, but I want to get, I want to get as many bits of information out there to my listeners as, as possible. Um, do you bring in, family members at any point during the program? Well, at this point, maybe, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're still relatively new. Uh, okay. We have with some of the, the younger uh, clients that we've had, you know, we brought in mom, dad, or, or, you know, the parents just to kind of, you know, somebody that's maybe it's the first time that they've ever had a mental health problem and the parents don't understand. So we want to have folk, we want to have that support system be able to come in mm-hmm. and ask those questions and, you know, basically mental health first aid, you know, what happens on the weekends, whenever, whenever, you know, you know, Bobby's not coming to treatment, you know, what, what do I need to look out for? So, yeah, we, we do want to incorporate the family as much as the patient feels comfortable doing. 
Um, and so, yeah, we, we definitely can, and we do encourage that. And so, you know, as our, our, group, our groups get bigger and we, we go on, yeah, we do want to, we want to, we want the family to, to be able to participate great. as much as healthily possible. Yeah. It's um, a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. I, because, you know, leaving your group setting and then getting home to a brick wall or getting home or going back to work where your coworkers having a clue, you know, what's, what, what you're thinking or what you're feeling. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I, yeah, that's, that's great to hear that. Now, do you have any, um, I mean, my listenership is nationwide, um, international, but as far as the United States veterans, um, my listeners are within the 50 states. Do you have any affiliates or um, do you have resources to other clinics similar to yours in other states? Because uh, not all my listeners are going to be in Texas. <laughs> um, kind of. Uh, there, there are intensive outpatient programs all over the country. And, you know, of course, each one's going to be different, but each one, the goal is going to be that, you know, nine to 12 hours of, of treatment of treatment each week. And, you know, usually for, you know, a four to six week period. But yes, they're, they're all over the country. Um, there are probably more for substance use than there are for mental health, but they are out there. Um, so if anybody is, you know, kind of in a, in a different state, a couple of ways that you can do it. There are, you know, you can contact your insurance company if you have that and you can say, Hey, are there any intensive outpatient programs? It's sometimes just referred to as IOP, uh, you know, in my area. So that's, you know, they can definitely check on that. Um, you know, and just doing a, a search online for intensive outpatient treatment or intensive outpatient programs, you know, you can, you can look that way. Uh, if there's any mental health services that's kind of close to you, you know, that sometimes they're, they're offered, you know, within the hospital system. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's various ways of finding them and, um, there's even a, a website called psychology today. You can look it up that way too. And so there's, there's various different ways uh, of, of finding resources, you know, kind of close to your area, but um, mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of, that's, that's just kind of the downside, okay. uh, especially for mental health, but they are out there. Um, as far as, uh, as far as your information, uh, like I said, I know you're based in Tyler, Tyler, Texas. Um, in the show notes, we'll have your website and your social media links in the in the show notes, so people can connect with you. Okay. Uh, even if you don't live in the state of Texas and and you're listening to uh, the podcast today, uh, you can you can reach out to Ben. You can reach out uh, uh, to them, and I'm sure they they can help you, you know, or guide you in the right direction uh, to connect with uh, with with a group of people in your state that uh that is willing to help uh if you if you like what they're doing at mission partner services um maybe you can try to you know uh find a similar similar company or a similar clinic in your state uh you know if, if you like that format um so i you know i i understand some of the listeners are going to say well that sounds like a great program i'd love to participate in that but i don't live in texas you know, so uh, you did, you did give, uh, give some resources and, and you can provide us maybe a couple of links 
to places that you would send people that are outside okay. of the state. Sure. Um, so we cover as many people as, as possible. Um, something you said, and uh, we're kind of, we're getting close to, to the end of the podcast, but something you said is there are more substance abuse outpatient clinics than there are mental health. Right. And my mind immediately said, well, that should, that's backwards. You know, uh, it's like um, if, if that was reversed, you know, the substance abuse could possibly be dealt with in the mental health stage, you know, in the first right. step. So, so that, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, what you're saying, it's like, well, that's kind of uh, back ass words, I think is, 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 is a term. Uh, there yeah. should be more mental health, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in perspective as far as, uh, the, the drug addictions and the substance abuse. I know that's a big issue and right. that all ties into pain, fear, anxiety, and mental health. That's right. And, uh, they're trying to solve the substance abuse, uh, more so, but like you said, but there's, but there's less mental health and it should be, the, it should be the opposite. So, oh, yeah. uh, but that's, you know, that's the good old USA. Sometimes things yeah. don't make sense. Right. But right. Um, tell if you could tell the listeners, uh, we're going to, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes here uh, of the podcast. Uh, once again, listeners, we're, you know, guys and gals out there, we're going to put information in the show notes. So you can, you can uh, visit Ben's website and you can get more information through the links that he's going to provide. So uh, don't worry if you miss something, we'll have that in the show notes. Um, as we wrap up, Ben, Tell the listeners in and around, you know, East Texas, um, as far as your program goes, the cost, do you accept insurance? Um, you know, the, the whole financial aspect, you know, for someone to get involved with what, with what you're doing there. Okay. Um, all right. So we are currently in network with Blue Cross of Texas. And so that's, that's one thing. So, we, we can't accept that. And of course, there's all those you know, ramifications of coinsurance, deductible, all that fun stuff that you have to deal with. If you're, but that's the only one that we're you know, technically contracted with. Uh, we do have some opportunities for what's called a single case agreement. We've done that with a local health first. We've done that with, with Aetna. Um, and as more people come in, hopefully we're going to have some opportunities to do that you know, do that as well. Uh, what's called a single case agreement. If you're just paying right out of pocket, if you paid for everything up front, it's $1,620. And that covers 12 sessions. So that's $135 a day. And, you know, for three hours, so you're looking at like $40 an hour, you know, wow. and, and, and kind of in the, in the long range thing. The 1620 is, is scary. You know, for a lot of folks, but you know, when you break it down, you know, paying a, a master's level clinician forty bucks an hour, it's not too bad. And so, but we do have some opportunities. Uh, you know, we, we're set up with a, a medical credit card, so if on, if somebody wants to make payments, you know, that way, uh, we can definitely work with some folks on that. Uh, so yeah, we'll you know we're, we'll do our best to work with insurance companies if we're already not you know a provider for them out of pocket, you know, it, we, we tried to make it manageable, you know, for those folks with the, the 1620. Um, 
And if he didn't want to do that, if, you know, if he just wanted to pay by the week, it's 450 a week. So it's, it's 150 a day instead of 135. Uh, but that's 45 an hour still, you know, as, as you break it down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, we try to make it manageable, um, you know, for as many folks as possible. You know, it's my understanding for an intensive outpatient program, you know, 1620 for a month of treatment. It, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's no, the, the, the price structure, the financial aspect of it is, uh, is very reasonable, uh, very attainable. Uh, I want to encourage, uh, you know, my brothers and sisters out there, uh, the veterans uh, that listen to my podcast, you know, if you're in East Texas uh, area, you know, definitely reach out uh, to Ben. And uh, I think the program is super valuable. It is not a long-term mission. It is, it is, it, it's relatively a short term to give you uh, a, a well-stocked rucksack, you know, for your journey through life as, as you're toting all this stuff on your back. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it reach out to him. Uh, if you're in another state, by all means, look for group outpatient uh, sessions or clinics that do intensive outpatient, uh, outpatient therapy. And uh, I think that is really, I, I think that's where the world of psycho or, or psychiatric uh, medicine, I, I think it needs to move more towards the short term and more of the group setting and away from the one-on-one um, because, you know, th- there's so many examples of one-on-one is not effective for yep. so many people. It may be for a small percentage, but uh, you know, mental health is something that we all should work on ourselves. It's our personal responsibility to ourselves to work on our mental health. Um, and, and to, like you said, as you said earlier, as a crutch to have a therapist as a crutch and to include that person in your life for the rest of your life to just keep you alive is, uh, is really a wasted opportunity to, uh, to help yourself. So, um, any last words? And we're going to wrap up, uh, Ben, we, we could, there's a lot more we could cover, but I'm, but we're running out of time. So, uh, is there anything else that you have here to wrap up before, uh, before we're done today? Just want to make sure everybody understands that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be anxious, but it doesn't have to rule your life. Uh, you do have an opportunity to get better. You do have an opportunity to transform and we want to help transform people one at a time to be a better community member, to be a better family member. And you have that opportunity. So if, if you want it, it's there. And so that's, that's really what I just want folks to understand is that opportunity is there. Perfect. That's a great ending. And I just can't really add anything to that. So, uh, Thank you, Ben. I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to the Men on a Mission podcast. Uh, the show notes will be posted on Anchor, um, as well as the blog. Just started a blog over at the website. So if you go to bradrichard.net, 
go to the podcast drop down menu, click on blog. And they're at the blog, the show notes and episode descriptions are there as well as an embedded player for each and every episode. So you can sign up, you can subscribe to the blog. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. So if you want to go ahead and uh, head over to the blog and, uh, and then you'll be notified as uh, new episodes are published. So that's something new at the website is a blog. So check that out. And um, yeah, we've been talking with Ben Turney with Mission Partners Services in Tyler, Texas, and they are a mental health clinic, wellness clinic, and they do intensive outpatient therapy uh, or services. Uh, and they do it in a group setting uh, where you have support and you have uh, people that can understand where you're at, what you're struggling with. So uh, that should do it for this episode. Thanks again, Ben. And until next time, take care of yourself and uh, don't forget to love your little me. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll be back. Bye for now. to play.